from the words of the grand musical composer Drake. We started from the bottom, now we're here. Welcome to Security Today. This is episode number three, season one, 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 one. And I'm the security industry's coolest uncle, Uncle Bear. That's B A E R. So go right now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Uncle B A E R underscore. And then this podcast on Instagram at Security Today Podcast. And if you want to be a sponsor on the show, DM me and tell me I'm pretty. That's all it takes. Now, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Today, we're going to be highlighting ProDataKey's access control solution and more specifically, taking a look at the integration with Digital Watchdog. Now, if you don't know about either of those companies, that's okay. We're going to talk about it. If you want to know about PDK, in their words, they say, At PDK, we are passionate about creating technology to enhance the security, the safety, and overall experience of both the professionals that are installing electronic access control and those that live with and use the system each day. We have thousands of systems managing tens of thousands of doors across America alone, and we continue to create technology every day to enhance our products and the products of our technological partners. Sounds amazing. We also need to talk about a huge concept in the security industry and how we need to have it at the forefront of our minds um, so that we can approach the gold standard as integrators together. So we'll dig into all of that and chew it all up. But first, let's talk about a sponsor. Our sponsor this week is IGotSecurity.com. Now, the smart security experts that are in the Columbus, Ohio area, IGS handles everything that smart home from smart home tech to access control for commercial businesses and from your camera system to your network infrastructure, they are to be trusted with your security. You can go check them out online or follow them on Instagram at I got security, no spaces, and then let them know you heard about them here and be like, I heard about you there. And they'd be like, you heard about me there? And they'd be like, cool. And then you can talk to him and he's a super cool dude. His name's Mark. And first of all, he's my first Instagram friend in the industry. He reached out to me like three or four years ago and was like, hey, can we talk? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, cool. And I'm like, cool. And then I had a friend. So go check him out. Let's talk a little chit chat before we break it down, though. I was reading this uh, article the other day. It said that global sales of video surveillance products reached $19.15 billion in 2019. That's incredible. And they're actually estimating it's going to reach $35.8 billion by 2024, according to Memory Research. That's M-E-M-O-O-R-I. And James McHale, who's the managing director, owner, and founder of the firm, explains that security cameras with embedded video analytics such as motion, facial recognition, object detection, analyze image data at the point of capture and can effectively eliminate the need to transmit video and data to a central server. Now this enables very efficient use of both transmission and recording bandwidth. So it only records what it needs to and its triggers um, let you know when it needs to record. That's probably one of the main driving factors of why video surveillance is going through the roof in the next uh, five years because what you're going to have is is you're not going to have all this backup on bandwidth. You don't have to have a ton of memory and you can also have a lot of recording 
in a short amount of time because of these triggers and analytics. One of the driving factors. Just thought I'd mention it if you're not thinking about it. The next person you see, I don't care if it's the quick trip gas station attendant, you tell them that it's going to jump from $19 billion to $35 billion in five years, and they should be in the industry. Maybe they'll listen. Maybe they won't. But check it out. Let's talk about ProDataKey. So ProDataKey was introduced to me by A&B Lock and Security out of New Hampshire. You need to pause the show right now and go over to at ABLockNH and give him a follow because that dude is legit, too legit actually to quit. He had the cleanest vans, the cleanest cans, and he was the man. And I was like, what are those yellow cans that you're putting up at these sites? I DM'd him. He was like, dude, it's pro data key. Uh, Give me a call if you want to talk about it. So I gave him a call and he filled me in on the need to know. And then I got hooked up with the guy over there whose name is Brock. And he was on the Low Voltage Nation podcast because he's like the sales director now or something. But he was regional for my area at the time. And they set it up and gave me as, as much information as I needed from an online class to uh, in-person certifications where they left me with an actual wireless node and to participate in the certification. And their tech support is amazing. I've never, literally, I've never been on hold for more than like two rings. And they pick up and they can answer your question right there. Or they can just VPN in, bam, see it, do what they need to in programming or anything like that. It is a good product. Now, if you don't know or if you need a refresher, Pro Data Key is an access cloud solution. They were built mobile first, so when they sat down and designed the system, they started with the mobile platform, not with the browser platform. I'd put in plenty of access control systems where you log into the, the browser side of it or you log into the web side of it, and it looks like uh, you know Microsoft 97, and you're having to figure out where tabs are, where this is, and where that is, and it takes almost a course to learn, and you want to hand that over to a customer who doesn't give a flying flip about access control they just want to be able to add a badge or they just want to be able to look up a monitoring point or something like that and with pro data key it is as easy as you can get on your phone while you're in your um, socks watching netflix at night and you can click jeff off because you fired jeff today it's that simple and they did that from a um, built mobile for first platform so let's talk about the lineup um it comes it starts with the cloud node or the rack node that that is on every single site. It's your access to um, their network and the internet so that you can access it from your phone. And they have it in, cl- in a can form or they have it in a rack form. Now, the cloud node comes with one door on it. So if it's a one door system for, you know, a little like uh, mini mall or a front office space that just needs one access door, bam, you hit them with the cloud node and they're ready to route. But they also have a single door I.O. and they have an eight door I.O. The single door I.O., um, you can add for multiple doors around the sites. I usually like to put them at the door. A lot of guys don't like that, but hey, <laughs> it is what it is. And then you have an eight door I.O. and that comes with obviously eight doors and those can connect to each other. Now, they do come um, with, uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. They also have a pedestal IO that would go outside where you could buzz in at a gate or you could buzz in at a foyer or something like that. And then they have a gate IO that is like at, at as drive in gate that you could drive up to. And, um, a lot of choices there, a lot of things to do. Now, it comes with like rugged readers, it comes with standard readers, keypad readers, it has a touch I.O. system that they just dropped where your phone can be the credential um, to the 
reader as you walk up to the door, bam, hit it with your phone and it'll let you in. They also have like wristbands or fobs or leather fobs in case you really like life. Sticker credentials um, accompany the standard just clamshell card that you can carry in your wallet or carry on a lanyard or something like that. Now, these come with like Ethernet wired or they will come wireless with repeaters and extenders. So if you're in a situation where wire just really isn't ideal, they still have a fix for that. Or or if you're in a situa- situation where it would be easier just to put in wireless, um, you know, it's one of those cheap hollow buildings they're making these days that it can just fire wireless through, then it cuts down on your time for the job. Now, this kind of brings me to the feature that I wanted to highlight in this podcast, um, and that's with the Pro Data Key lineup. And this was an article out of SSI called Pro Data Key Integrates Cloud Access Platform with DW Spectrum's IPVMS. That stands for IP Video Management System. Um, DW is Digital Watchdog. And they're a single source provider of complete surveillance solutions for pretty much any application. Now, their products are engineered and commissioned in the United States. They started in the United States. I think they got one in California and one maybe on the East Coast somewhere, maybe Florida or something like that. But um, they also manufacture and engineer out of Seoul, uh, Korea. So they don't get any other stuff out of China. They come out of Seoul, Korea. I don't know if you've been up on that, but Seoul is like um, really killing it technology-wise. They are technology wizards when it comes to uh, tech, just in general. So anyways, their products, uh, where was I? Yeah, they are dedicated to a safe and effective product, this is what they say, and they have been working on that since 1987 out of Denver, Colorado, so they got they got one there too. Um, they're protecting 60% of the, this is Digital Watchdog, 60% of the top global brands, and they aren't trying to politically re-educate Muslims while being owned by the Chinese government. That's a plug to the last uh, <laughs> the last podcast if you want to go back and listen, but it is what it is. Okay, so <clears throat> the PDK, IO, and DW integration, this is from the SSI article, allows users of a digital watchdog spectrum system to review all PDKIO event data from within the IPVMS interface and enable efficient and effective security monitoring through automated responses to access-related events. For example, activity at a door reader or a door propped, a door held, uh, can activate the mo- uh, the movement of a PTZ camera to provide corresponding coverage, initiate the pop-up of a video layout, and send an email notification to designated users. It can also generate an audio alarm at the monitoring workstation and create a bookmark within the recorded video stream at the time of event. The ease of configuration and programming that already leads to the reputation of PDK is now helping you in your VMS. This is the strongest argument company-wise, system-wise, security-wise, convenience-wise for balancing a serious issue at hand in our industry. I'm going to get to that in just a sec, but I want you to know that Digital Watchdog is somebody that I do like to push if people ask, well, what would you like to put in or what do you put in or what you think a good company to put in is. Digital Watchdog is a great video company. There's also other great video companies, but that is one. What I mentioned on being able to do in their VMS, that's all pretty standard stuff, um, but it does come with the availability and the integration to PDK. 
which PDK is an excellent company in my mind. They've done a very good job at manufacturing and engineering, and they do a really good job of taking care of the installer. So with an excellent company and a, and a good or great video surveillance system and their IP VMS that they can merge together, this is something that I would definitely, I just wanted to highlight. That's, that is what it is. But now coming to the balance of a serious issue at hand in our industry that I want to talk about. This comes down to convenience versus security, or you could maybe say pleasure versus privacy. Now, the pinnacle of this teeter-totter is the mother of AI convenience, and her beautiful name is Alexa. Alexa has had some troubles, all right? Alexa, uh, from false positives, triggering recording of the cloud, giving them free information to just listen in on your home. That's why they call it, you know, putting a listening device in your home. To the admittance of a thou- thousands of, or one, yeah, thousands. 1,000 of employees, what did I type that for? No, thousands of employees listening to recorded conversations to try to hone in and dictate if what was triggered is the right thing to be triggered so they can do their computer stuff and make sure that it's as accurate as possible. But this gives thousands of people listening in on what you're talking to about um, or to Alexa. And then once you're done talking to Alexa, it, it takes a minute to just cut off. It's not just going to be like, oh, thanks. I'm smart enough to know that you're not talking to me, so I won't listen anymore. That's not necessarily how computing works right now. What this drives a point home in is is kind of Moore's Law. I don't know if you've heard of Moore's Law, so let me just tell you. Moore's Law is the observation that a number of transistors in a dense integrated circuit doubles about every two years. The observation is named after Gordon Moore, the co-founder of Fairchild Semiconductor and CEO of Intel, whose 1965 paper described a doubling every year in the number of components per integrated circuit and projected the rate of growth would continue at least another decade and then in 75, looking forward to the next decade, he revised the forecast to doubling every two years and a compound annual growth rate of about 40% integrated. This, what this means is it's, it's leading to the, our computing power is, is doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling. We're going faster. We're getting quicker. We're getting more computing power just at our fingertips in the supercomputer that we carry to call mom and say, hey, I love you. Which if you haven't done that in a while, please, at the end of this episode, so do that. Um, This has led to things like the possible number of IP addresses, for instance, in IPv6, giving an IP address for every atom on the planet Earth and then having a leftover of IP addresses to cover three more Earths. I heard it once said in a reference to our day of data or, you know, we're selling the soul to the data devil that we are three minutes into the first day of this thing and there's no telling where it will go. So we have to ask, where is it okay to tow this line? Because we are going into unknown territory. I am not a purist in that I think that you should, you know, cut it all off and hide in the woods. I'm also not your grandmother who seems to have just given every single piece of opinion and information that she could to Facebook. But there is a a middle line that we need to walk. And we have to ask where it is okay to tow that line and where it is okay to not tow that line. Data has surpassed the value of oil. 
And for things like the 5,000 points of data that companies like Cambridge Analytica had puffed its chest about having on every American voter, your privacy is a sprint away from non-existent. And the millions uh, that they're making on you won't make you a dime. So yet the yet they convinced us, they convinced you, because it's easy to get a couple questions answered or just say what song you want to listen to or tell a black box to lock the house or open the blinds. You now hold none of the value to the things about you. And this then quickly leaks to the basement of security, beginning to flood the notion that you can secure your home or your business or your things. If we don't put a thumb on this and get a pulse and start to recognize exactly what we're giving up, we're going to be up a creek without a paddle. Now, we are forgetful animals. We forget that things like security and privacy are some of the most valuable parts of us. We forget in comfort that danger even exists. I believe there's a responsibility to the consumer and paying customer of the security industry that we, the integrator, not only remember, but remind. And it is our duty and obligation to do research and to find beautiful balance between convenience and security like what you find in PDK and Digital Watchdog. All in all, there is responsibility on us. And I know it kind of sounds like this is the preachy thing that he does at the end of the podcast. He tells me it's my fault or it's on me. And I'm just out here trying to make a buck. I'm just trying to do what I know how to do and put these things in. Or I work for an employer who doesn't give, you know, two shits about it and wants me to put this in and put that in. And it's not on me. It's on them. Or like, how can it be on me and this and that and the other? All I'm asking, all I'm asking is that as we go forward, and we start to make ourselves better people, we will start to make ourselves better integrators. And when we are better security integrators, we will start to question, we will start to research, we will start to find obligation that to the consumer, to the person out there who's asking us to put it in, that we at least voice the measure of concern that we should have as we stand at the edge, the precipice of giving everything we are to the convenience and to the pleasure. I'm all for having fun. I'm all for it being easy. I have an electronic lock on my home that's operated by my phone. But it's not about being able to not take part. It's about what are you taking part with. Are you putting Alexa in the kitchen window so they can hit it with a light laser and unlock your door and rob you blind as Alexa listens in and makes sure that she knows what, what you need to have an ad for on Facebook next time you're on? That, that, that's getting extreme, but you, you see where I'm going with it. So I just want us to question it. I just want us to look at it. And I just want us to keep in the forefront of our mind as we go through this week. Yeah, privacy versus convenience. What am I willing to give as I fill this thing out? What am I willing to not give as I take part in this piece of technology? We, as security integrators, need to make sure that that's a question that's happening in our homes, that that's a question that's happening in our apps. And then we need to be vocal about what we think out of the research that we've done. And we need to share we need to come together and say, look, I heard this article, I saw this thing, or I did this there, and that will make this security industry strong, that will make us better people.
Look, that's it for this week on Security Today. I hope you blare this podcast while your windows are down and you're telling all your coworkers and your mom and your cat and your security friends about this podcast. And also remember to follow this podcast on Instagram at Security Today Podcast. And follow me, Uncle Bear underscore B-A-E-R underscore. Now, while you're doing that, follow at Low Voltage Nation on Instagram. Go ahead and DM them right quick, even before you follow them. Inquire with them about how to get involved with a greater community. And after following them, type in Low Voltage Nation into your search bar of your podcast platform and subscribe. This community will not build itself. So get involved and add what you can. Become a better person. Become a better integrator. Do it. I'm Uncle Bear. I'll see you next time on Security Today. Thank you